everyone. Welcome to Pigskin Pandemic featuring Kevin, Matt, and Ben. Just three of your everyday guys just giving their opinions on all the latest and upcoming NFL news. Things may get a little steamy or a little wild, but hey, it'll always be unscripted and real. Let's listen in and see what they have to say this week. Welcome to the Pigskin Pandemic. I'm your host, Kevin, and I have been and I have Matt with me this week, and we are two weeks into the playoff picture. It's starting to shape up. Uh, looks like we have a, we have our AFC and NFC championship game ready and set to go with the Bills and the Chiefs in the AFC and the Bucks and the Packers in the NFC. Uh, we're going to talk about. Uh, a few of the coaching carousel moves that has happened even up to the minute, pretty much. Uh, we're also going to dip into whether or not after we looked at the Bills and the Ravens win, um, whether or not a running quarterback can actually win a Super Bowl, can actually take their team and win. Actually, you know, just not even just a Super Bowl, but win big games when it is time for them to shine. But first, we're going to get into these games that were played on Saturday and Sunday. Or were they just played on Saturday or Sunday? No, no they were Saturday and day. Sunday, right? Yeah. So let's It's this week that's just Sunday. Let's start on let's start with the Packers and the Rams. So <clears throat> I mean, you go into Lambeau Field, um, you have a top five defense in the Rams, and I believe that their secondary was number one, I believe, overall. And their, um, I believe that their, I want to say their rush defense was pretty pretty close to the top. Um, and the Packers just kind of did what they wanted to do. Now, Devontae Adams didn't really, you know, he didn't really have a whole lot of yards, but, I mean, he targeted 10 times. He had nine catches. <laughs> One for a touchdown. Right, one for a touchdown. That it looked like it was a miscommunication, um, but at the end of the day, this is what gets you beat. And, you know, those little mistakes are what get you beat. So when you when you look at the Rams and what they're doing right now, because you know when they got into the playoffs, people doubted what they wanted to do, what what they were going to do. We didn't even get them. We didn't even think they were going to pet, uh, 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 beat Seattle. Where do the Rams go from here in terms of their quarterback situation, in terms of maybe their – because their linebackers weren't all that great? Does Sean McVay move on from Jared Goff? That's my first question. I I think he's already moved on from Jared Goff as far as what he counts on. I don't know if realistically he'll still be on the roster next year. That's a – you know, money and a trade and a, you know, cap space and all those kind of things. But I definitely don't think he will be the future starting quarterback as a plan for the Rams. Okay. Um, again, I don't know, you know, where that's all going to shake out as far as I think they're going to try and move him. Um, I don't know what his contract situation is as far as just an outright cut. Um, those kind of things seem unlikely. But I think that if you, you know, listen to what he said, and if you just watch the way the game is called, he just he seems like he's playing 
not to use Jared Goff. He does not trust him. He doesn't believe he has the skills to make the, the throws and the, the plays that he wants to make. Um, and I, I think that McVeigh being who he is, being, you know, such an offensive mind and known for that and, you know, kind of hangs his hat on that. I think it kills him that he can't get in a shootout with Aaron Rodgers, especially with that defense that he has um, that, you know, he looks at it as saying, you know, this is, this is where the deficiency is on this team. And they were missing Cooper cup and that, that offense does run through Cooper cup. So I think that that's, you know, that's not nothing. Um, but I think that really you're going to see them try and take that offense in a very different direction next year. I don't know if that means necessarily the draft or as we've talked about on the show a little bit, wouldn't shock me to see them go after some of the guys that he has connective uh, tissue to from his Washington days, uh, be that Kirk Cousins um, or, you know, some of those, you know, options that are out there. Um, so that's, that's ultimately where I think McVeigh is at with golf. And, and I think that they're going to try and do everything they can to kind of move on from that, whether that's just letting him, fight for the, the top spot or whether that's actually trying to actively move. They him. can't do nothing. Next um, year. Nothing. You mean cut wise? Nothing. Yeah. I mean, he, he's in a very similar contractual situation from what I understand as Wentz. Um, but he's, I would say he probably has more value than Wentz on a trade market. So <clears throat> when you look at it, his cap is going to be 34 million, 34, six. His dead cat. Th- th- that's if they if they trade him. His cap hit is at thirty four. Right. His dead cap sits, which is always negotiable. You know, they could they could get a team to take on some of that. Right. His dead cap at sixty five. <laughs> that's yeah. if they just can't find a trade partner and they just just outright say we gotta let you go. They got to, which we know that's not going to happen. They can't do that. Right? Right. Just too much money. And so this was, I mean, this was where, you know, we we thought it was going to be a a little bit better contest, but it ended up not being that way. Uh, The Bills and the Ravens, um, Lamar Jackson left the game with a concussion. I mean, so much Um, of that. Yeah, so much running around feel like um and at some point you you say all right lamar yes what is this 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 is his third season maybe his third or second full season third season with the nfl and you know they released a bunch of players uh they released uh mark ingram today they released rg3 yeah yep trying to clear some of that that old dead weight can to move on forward to the draft and, you know, free agency and things like that. But the question is, how do we now see the bills? Matt, how do you see that? Now you already, we already know that you think that the bills are dominating. They're dominant, but have they now hit their stride? Had they now say, you know, we are top dog, not Kansas city. I mean, I don't know about all that. I think I think we're about to we're about to see that uh, this coming weekend. However, I think they've uh, 
really given everyone a reason to pause and think twice about how they play the Bills. Um, it, Allen has just proven um, – Josh Allen, I mean, he is – he might be as good as Mahomes. I, I, I haven't seen him do everything Mahomes can do, but I've seen him do a lot of that stuff. Uh, he does that. He does a lot with his legs. He's a heads up quarterback. He has a hell of an arm um, and, and he's winning. And uh, I really think the team believes in him. And the only thing I think that they've got to edge, uh, you know, um, Kansas city is their defense is just more stout. They just have a better overall defense. Um, I don't, I don't know who's going to win this game. I mean, it really, I guess it also really depends on whether or not it's uh, Chad Henney or, right. or um, Patrick Mahomes. Because I think if Chad Henney starts, I just, unfortunately, I think what he did that last game and the way he finished it out was excellent. He, he really he really stepped up and played well. But I also think that, uh, you know, you put him in a situation where he's making decisions all the game, you're going to see a lot more of those end zone interceptions that you saw. I'll go so far to say this. Uh, I think if it's Henney and Hilaire, I would still take Kansas City. If it's Henny and no Hilaire, I would take Buffalo. If it's Mahomes and whoever, I'd take Kansas City. I think Mahomes makes that team much better than Buffalo. Um, even though Cleveland I came mean, back in that game and made it interesting, I, I think you just saw on the eyeball test, Kansas City just, you know, they said, yeah, guys, we still, we can turn it on whenever but it's we not want. Really, but it's we not really about turning it on, right? So the, they always well, we'll, say – I think the knock on Kansas City was, hey, they came out last year. They blew the doors off of pretty much anybody they wanted to at any given time, for exception, for the exception of maybe a couple teams. And, you know, they threw all over the feet, all over the yard. They ran up and down whenever they wanted to. Nobody could stop Tyreek Hill. Nobody could stop Travis Kelsey. Nobody could stop these guys, right? Now, this year, it's a little bit different. You know, they're they're in closer games. And – that was the knock on them. Well, they can't blow anybody out. Maybe they're losing their luster. And my thing, my take on it is the better teams know how to win these close games. That's what, they, that's what they're built to do. No, you're not going to blow everybody out. Um, you're not going to blow everybody out every single game for, seven, for, for 17 weeks. And when you become the champ, you are now, you have a target on your back. Everybody wants, are, is going to bring their best game because they want to beat the Super Bowl champions. Everybody's going to do it. So for them to, to, to eke out the close wins and just do it in a fashion where, okay, if Mahomes has the ball with not even a minute left to go and they're down by two points, he's going to get them in the field goal range even if they're on their own five-yard line. It's, it says that Kansas City is built to take everything that Buffalo gives them. However, because they are kind of banged up and because Buffalo is kind of like, you know, they're motoring down the the water, so to speak. If Buffalo opens up on them, momentum, it's going to be a long day for Kansas City. Kansas City they, they do have momentum. I mean, Buffalo, the, the thing is, like, what I'll say is Buffalo seems to be very similar to what Matt had talked about last week about the Cleveland Browns, the team that just kind of is finding its lightning in a bottle in the right moments. Because here's the thing, honestly, as much as Buffalo won that game, yeah. Baltimore well, I mean, more lost that game than Buffalo won. 
I mean, you know, had one touchdown, you know, like that, that's not, that's not a dominating win. Like that game is a, is a essentially a tie. If the great. Yeah, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a dominating win in the playoffs. No, no, but I'm saying, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's, it's a pick them. If, if the greatest kicker in NFL history doesn't miss two gimmies for him and that, I mean, but that's that's fair. I mean, think about that last game. It, it, the, the Browns probably don't make it nearly as close if Patrick Mahomes yeah. doesn't get a concussion. I mean, that's just football. right, right. Bad shit happens, right? But I mean, that's so. I'm just saying, like before, I think there's a lot of recency bias in the fact that people are saying Buffalo is so dominating and they're so, but, but like they're on out. the same level of Kansas City. It could City. be that the they're Ravens like a 12 win team, a a worse matchup, person to person, player to player for Buffalo than maybe a Kansas City is. Remember, the NFL is all about matchups. The, the sports are all about matchups. So just because one team can go in there and destroy you by 30 and you come in and only win by two or you lose by 10 doesn't mean that Team A that beat the Team B by 30 is a better team. It's just that maybe the Ravens and the Bills are a bad matchup for each other. And if Lamar Jackson was in the game the whole game, maybe the game is a little different. But you have to play through those things. You know, you're looking at Lamar Jackson, and matter of fact, it was just, I think that... I mean, the problem is also Lamar Jackson's playoff yes. showed up again. For, for every bit that everyone yes. said last week that he erased yes. those demons, I told you, they showed the, right the, back up this week. Yep. You know, Yep, and I was telling, and I tell you, and I tell everybody else that at some point Lamar Jackson is going to have to win with his arm. He's not going to be able to win with his legs. And right now, I mean, it's just year three. But at the same time, they're looking for Lamar Jackson to be Jesus Christ in cleats because he's running all over the field, and those runs come. Few and far in between as you go into the playoffs because you're not playing the New York Jets and then turning around and playing the Jacksonville Jaguars and then turning around playing the Detroit Lions and then maybe play Kansas City where you can have an off game but you still racked up 150 yards here, 200 yards. It, it doesn't work that way. You're playing elite defenses and elite offenses in the playoffs or at least that's what it's supposed to be. Washington did not have an elite offense, but they their defense was really their defense was really great. You know, aside from Chase Young being out for the Tampa Bay game. But, you know, when you're looking across the board, right. You look at Buffalo, who has a great defense. You had the Ravens who have a really good defense. You have the Packers who have a decent defense. You have Kansas City whose defense isn't, when you look at them, you're just like, eh, you know, but when they need to make a stop, where they need to make a play, they normally make that play. They're opportunistic. They, they can make the play when they yeah. need to. That's championship pedigree. Across the board, when I, when I looked at Tampa Bay, which we'll get into in about 30 seconds, I thought their defense was, was, was just, it was just overrated. And when you looked at the game, you know, on on Sunday, it they looked elite at, at the at, at, at the top of the game, and then they kind of sunk in and they looked putrid, and then they came back, and when they need to make the plays, they made the plays. 
So it's just Lamar is just going to have to learn how to pass. You know, this is a passing league. And he's going to get hurt like RG3 got hurt, like McNabb got hurt, like Cam got hurt. These running quarterbacks are are it's not the the, the well, but I mean, he, no. didn't, he didn't get hurt. No, of, he didn't get hurt as a running quarterback here. I mean, he got hurt. You right, know, and, sack, and I'm saying you know, like that at some point, these running quarterbacks. We'll get into that later because that's a that's another topic. That's a that's a topic. That's a topic. We're going to jump into that later. Yeah. Okay. You, you want to talk about that? So right. let's move on to the next game. Let's go to the next one. We talked about the Browns and Chiefs pretty much. Let's talk about this one that was. Well, hang on, just one other thing on the Browns and Chiefs. If we're, if we're moving over that, I just have to give Andy Reid all the credit in the world. I mean, just he put he put giant he put his balls red on the field balls twice. on that man. He just. said, "Here, here they go, here they go, bam!" Twice, and yep. in almost the identical yep. scenario too. And and with the quarterback, I I was I was astonished as and honestly, what was so satisfying as a viewer. Um, was was witnessing in real time Tony Romo be as who's who's as good as there is right now in calling games and and as and being a football mind and just you know giving you know the explanation to the audience he was fake he was astonished he was faked in out. real time the same he was way faked out were. and it was he was faked out it was he was faked amazing out amazing to watch and uh, I felt bad for that at the same time because it just was like oh man just just could anything be more of a Browns way to lose um, but they were not that he was the better team even with Chad Henney I mean, on the field when they lined Kansas up for that City fourth down team. play he said oh they're just going to line up and they're just going to they're just going to try to draw them off sides there we go we're going to they're just going to try and draw them off sides and I looked and I'm like nah it looks like they're trying to run a play because it was just too much time on the clock and I said, these dudes are really going to line up and run a play. And it's just, it's just, a, it's just, you know, when Andy Reid used to gamble, he, it's, you know, being in the NFL for so long, you, you know when to gamble, you know when to do these things. And he needed it. That team needed that fourth down conversion, that last fourth down conversion to basically say, yeah. Because you felt like if they did give the ball back to Cleveland, even if it was only with probably like 80 seconds to go or something like that, um, even if that was the case and they, they punted it back to them, you, you felt like the momentum had just all been shifted over to to Cleveland with, you know, Henny in there and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You just felt like it, the script said see, I Baker's going to pull him downfield here for like, the win. Um, regardless of what Kansas City did, Cleveland was done because remember the possession before two possessions before Cleveland had stopped Kansas city and grabbed the momentum and forced Kansas city to punt. So it's like, okay, this is it Baker. This is, this is your time. You have the momentum. No, I mean, he had no, 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 no. This was when they got the interception too. And they they couldn't cash it. This was right before Kansas city's last possession. So, so Cleveland had the ball. Cleveland, no, no, I know what you mean. When Cleveland was on defense, the, the, the possession before, they had stopped Kansas City. And now it was Baker's time to, time to shine. And I believe that they tried to run two or three times with Chubb and Hunt, and they just got stifled. 
and they grabbed the momentum straight from him. And I just said, at that point, Kansas City is ready to win this game, and they're going to do whatever it takes to win the game. And they did. And it was, you know, when, you, when you're a championship-type team, these are the plays that you make. And the fourth quarter, these are the calls that you make because you need Baker's arm. You need to now throw the football. What are you running, what are you running for? You're not, what are you doing? It's true. Those calls that he made down there kind of said, oh, Matt, you know what? He ain't ready. He's not ready yet. Matt, I'm curious. Do, do you still hold hatred for Andy Reid from, from Eagles or the minute he's extradited from Philadelphia, he's, he's, he's cool in your book now? No, man, I didn't even really hate him then. I just, I just did. I thought he was pretty overrated in a lot of ways. I mean, in those earlier days, um, he had those ebbs and flows. Sure. He's, he's always had like a uh, a reputation to be as a player's coach, and I think um, I think it's shown in a lot of ways uh, more often than not. However, um, I think he deserves his respect here now for what he's done. And uh, I was, I, I mean, was, I'll I still was happy. Well, yeah, but. Do I mean, you watch uh, the end of that game? You know, I'm ha- down play. So were you watching sorry. that fourth down? You know, with with Henny. You know, with the- Oh yeah, yeah. I watched. I watched that whole yeah. game. Um, it was it was excellent. I mean, he he was he was uh, he he coached a hell of a game. I mean, I really uh, I really wish him the best. I, I it's it's tough because I told you I think uh, I think I said earlier I, I'd I'd like to see you know like one of the underdog teams do it but <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be bad if Andy Reid so, the only the only team I'd be pissed so, about is the Buccaneers. What do you think of the Buccaneers now? Two of you, both of you, still not me. I'll let Matt go first. I just think they're I think they're trash. I just it's not that they're not good. Um, it's just that I think I don't think they're going to be able to now beat a team that's good on both sides of the ball. And I think uh, I think you could say what you want about New Orleans, but I mean Drew Brees has had broken ribs for a couple yeah. a couple weeks. I mean I'm not I'm not saying that like it, it it wasn't fair what happened or whatever. I'm not trying to diminish anything. I'm just saying that like in an in an ideal game situation, like I don't know that they beat a fully healthy Buccaneers team playing a fully healthy Saints team. I don't know that they beat that Saints team. So I don't, I don't think that they go much further than where they've gone. They're going to, they're going to play Aaron Rodgers And uh, I mean, and not a pretty healthy Adams, Green Bay Adams, team. Adams, and Adam shut Ramsey down pretty much. So uh, I, I'm not aware of anybody that Tampa Bay has that's, yeah, Jaylen no, no, I, I don't think they have anyone that can match up with Talent. with Adams. Right, um, and I'm just so my thing is I just think that they're they're almost like the NFC Browns. There's just a ton of talent there, but um, that they're they're more pretender than they are. Uh, I, I agree, and I, and I feel like this game was much more about New Orleans, unfortunately, being deficient. You know, both in in missing guys and also in you know, what they could put out on the field, you know, not a fully healthy Drew Brees missing the component of Taysom Hill, which I know a lot of people kind of poo poo that, but I think that although Taysom Hill, no, he's, he's, yeah. Although Taysom Hill, I don't think is a legitimate starting quarterback. I do think Taysom Hill is a legitimate, great weapon. And especially for Sean Payton, a, a, you know, brilliant offensive mind that he is. 
and and being able to use him when he needs to, I think was a huge component missing from that game. And and I think that the end of that game just was Drew Brees, unfortunately doing what we've seen a lot of old quarterbacks do at the end of their career. This was Dan Marino's last game against the Jaguars. This was Brett Favre's last game. I think it was against the Packers. Um, you know, it was, you know, just, just, just that last game for that great old quarterback that just, unfortunately, it's not the way you want to see a guy go out. You want a guy like Drew Brees to have that John Elway or that uh, Peyton Manning, you know, moment to, to ride off into the sunset. Um, but, it, you know, I'd be shocked if he does come back. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but at the same time, it, he shouldn't come back. And I, I love Drew Brees, um, but I, I – so it's just clear that his time's done. He's coming back, though. You think he I is think he's coming, coming back? Because the Saints, yeah, I think he's going to take a one-year Saints, deal. He's going to go someplace. He, I, think he's still I, I think he would like to also, but I think he's going. Well, I, he's not going anywhere else yeah. either. By it's the way, I, like, I don't Saints. believe that's true. So for a second. I, he's not going anywhere. He comes back. Oh uh, well, we'll I mean, see yeah, you never know. But I, I, the way he walked off the field, the way he took in everything, the way he looked out at the crowd, the way he had his moment with Grady on the field yeah, afterwards when no one—that's probably because he realized it could be his last moment. Like, there's nothing wrong with taking in a moment, but like, I, I don't think that that implies any kind of finality, especially since that he has no idea what it's like on the other side of the coin. He's going to be away from the game and unsure for a little while, and. I guarantee you offers are going to roll in. He also I'm already has saying, offers to, to crazy, go and work you know, in the booth the much easier gig and get paid. Offers, offers, he already That's has what I'm a saying. contract he already, signed. Like, he has he his second has... gig, which is worth a lot of money. And But I don't think I don't think it's about that. He's already, Drew Brees already worth a hundred and something million dollars. I mean, at that point, you don't, it's not really, I don't think about the money and, and uh, you know, like, these guys that take team-friendly deals all the time yeah. are proof of that. I think truly his desire is to win again. And I think if he's – and I'm not saying that it's a definitive thing that he definitely comes back. I'm saying I think that there's going Drew? to be a few opportunities that he's going to see as choice for for him. Uh, and he's got – look, look at the Colts. Bro. Could you imagine if he went to the Colts for a season? Any better. See, Drew Brees, I think he's a better quarterback. I don't think his last performance is horrible. And then he can sit himself down. Everybody who's contemplating retirement, everybody. Well, but that's the case for everybody. That's the thing, you know, with going back to Dan Marino, when Dan Marino had that horrible game with Jacksonville and that put him out, he, he wasn't guaranteed. There was a huge conversation about him going to Pittsburgh, yep. and he was willing to go to Pittsburgh because that's where he's from. Um, and Pittsburgh was going to pay him a truckload of money to come back for one more season. And he ultimately decided it's like as much as he wanted to come back and take another shot at it, he didn't want to one diminish right. his reputation in, you know, in Miami and two didn't want to right. go back out there and perform at a level less than what he could be. And I think that Drew Brees is the same thing. I think Drew Brees looks at his performance, not only in this last game, but this season. He wasn't, even when he was healthy. This season and I, like I say, was I love Drew Brees. I'm not taking anything away from him. I think he's a fantastic worst season in recent memory. It's it just still still is my number one regret like, as a Dolphins fan twice like, that we didn't get Drew Brees. So you know, like it I, just I, feels I, like this Drew year to do better. Just 
you could just feel that Drew, it, it, his time was, the door was starting to shut. And you could just feel it. It was. And like I say, but, you know, we asked weeks ago. Yeah, but you, well, hold on. Let's, let's back up for a second. His, it, it was a bad season, but it wasn't a bad season by NFL quarterback standards. He threw for almost 3,000 yards. He was 24 and six touchdown to interceptions. And his QBR was a 74.5. That's somebody who starts in the NFL. And that's somebody who could absolutely entertain that conversation from an agent or a but, team saying, we'll give you all these things that and is, move, move heaven and earth in order to get you this player fair. or this player to set you up this way. That's what I, and that's what I'm saying. Like that. So, so maybe, maybe right now he's thinking, Oh, I might, I might slowly, whatever, but he has an entire team in his ear saying, no, Drew, you're great. Look at this. Look at this. We've seen in a number of our little conversations in the group, it's super easy to find statistics, uh, selective statistics that support you when you want to look at like a five no, game that's, stint, that's totally fair. stint. But if you look at, if you, if, if you want to talk about him, not so, okay. So he didn't throw, he threw for 2000 less yards than he normally throws for, you know, like it's, I, I still don't think that it's almost like what, what Aaron Rodgers said, a down year for me is a good year for everyone else. Like that would be, I mean, there's probably a couple quarterbacks who wish oh, they had a yeah. 3000 yard, 24, six season Cam Newton. You know, like tell me right now that you tell me right now that Drew Brees couldn't go and work for Bill Belichick. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's there's just too many opportunities for him, and there's too many places where they could put together a team pretty quick. And I just, I don't know. I just don't see any any real athlete, real competitor. You don't play into your early 40s because you're more, you're waiting no, for I the money. Think, I'm pretty sure he's like signed. I, say, I don't think it's like, about waiting for the money. Like, and the, the difference is. When you obviously are exploring those options enough that you've signed the deal, you're you're. But didn't he, he sign it like a year, year ago? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, and it's the the contract is literally for when he retires. So it's an open ended thing. Like he doesn't he doesn't have to hang it up at all. In fact, he's in the most comfortable situation possible. He he could he go, could just play, could shop around in. until he's ready to put he his papers like, in, right, and then step right into another contract. See how my body so realistically, and if he just doesn't feel like going, or he just feels like ah, you know what, I can't do it. I, I need to, I just need to hang this up. He could do that because his contract with NBC is just hey, whenever you're ready, come on to us. Yep. As soon as you have the time, we. No, got I, I get that, move. but I'm saying it's just that, like that's that's never going to happen. That he's going to like start somewhere and then not, you know, complete it. Uh, again, I just 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 based on you know what I'm seeing, I like I, I agree with everything you're saying as far as there's a lot of reasons why he could come back. I just see a very big similarity between what happened you know, I, at the I end think... for guys like Dan Marino and. You know, yeah, but they're different people in different yeah, situations, like, you know. Like and I don't and see him going somewhere else like, because, again, I, I think, think that would the, diminish his legacy in New Orleans a little bit. You know what, dude? Let me ask you something. I bet if you ask every Packer fan in Wisconsin if they could have seen Brett Favre playing for the Vikings, you would have been laughed out of the state. It happened, and you know what? Happened. Brett Favre is not the beloved son so, of Green Bay any longer. 
yeah, but he's still he's still widely revered in the NFL. There's still thousands upon or millions upon millions of people who hold him in high regard. I got into an argument one Memorial Day, like three oh, or four years yeah. ago, over a guy who tried to tell me that Brett Favre was a class <laughs> act. And like, there's there's and, and and we're talking that was it that was in New Jersey. I couldn't have been further no, that, from like fine. Green like, Bay. I'm, I'm not saying there's gonna be people that so, that wouldn't. I'm saying there's there's just a difference in what like again what he's meant to that city and that team. Like that's, I think that's important for his legacy. I think that's important for him as a person living there, and and as important as that has felt for him his entire career. Well, let's not right. forget at the beginning. Let's not forget at the beginning sort of, of the season that city sort didn't of. want him anymore. Sort of. Uh, I mean, sort of. At the beginning of that season, that city didn't. Uh, yeah, they were they were pretty quick to turn on him, and I'm not I'm not I'm not excusing the position he took. I'm simply saying that. For a guy that quote unquote means so much for to a city, he might not feel that way right now, especially after the way that it went. And we're I, not I, talking I, about right. There, like, there could be I something there, but I mean, I, I it would surprise. I don't think he it would, it would just very much surprise. No, no, no. Not saying that he needs. Not to say that he needs to come back. Maybe I don't. I'm not saying that he needs. To obviously, back. doesn't need to. There's My tens thing of millions is, of dollars. He just needs to hang it up. It's it's he's done. I think that you could see it. Like you, you um, think this time is done? Just all season, all season long, you're the one thing that, I guess you, if there was, that if there you knew was about Drew Brees was he was going to be extremely accurate. He was going to be um, uh, very careful with the football. He's going to throw a lot of yards. He's going to throw a lot of touchdowns, and he's going to get a ton of wins. He did get a ton of wins. He he did throw for a decent amount of yards, but he also got injured. Um, and he stayed out a lot longer than normal. That's the... well. This was this is two years right. in a row where he missed significant time to injury, which I think plays into it as well. Because I think you start to see, you know, your body, you know, in a different way. Man, he had a seventy percent completion. Percent. But, but like, when you, I don't understand why everybody's you're... talking about like as if he's just this no, washed up guy. Like Tom Brady's numbers have been worse. Have been worse for the past two seasons, and people are like, "Oh, he's going to be great wherever he goes." Drew Brees, I'm just, well, I, I'm saying there's a there's a, a, a wide consensus that Tom Brady, but but for whatever reason, you even hear it on TV. Jay Glazer couldn't wait to run his chubby <laughs> ass in front of the camera and talk about how this is definitely his last game. Like it's just, I there's I just feel like there's way too many factors now, out there that now it's a it's a fifty fifty him back Listen, the game, there especially was, since. If there Who's was a Denver, if there was a Denver type scenario, like what happened with Peyton Manning for Drew Brees, that was out there that you're talking about, you know, that. a team that was just built to win right now. But what? Yeah, team, I mean, I, what team? Right but that's now, what I'm saying. That's that's what like that's exactly the situation is... I'm, I'm drawing up. Is that? I know you. I know you just scoffed at the Colts. What yeah, I'm saying, the Colts I mean, have a very strong defense, and with the and wait, wait, and hear me out. Hear me out. How many how many free agent wide receivers are out there right now that are like huge names or like would be a, a great a Chris Godwin or an yeah, Allen uh, Robinson on that team I, would I, immediately read. So we're talking about again about a team that's one or two positions and a good quarterback away from making a Super Bowl run. You, you're telling me right now that you you can't see the Colts with minimal no, movement becoming a threat for an AFC game against against that's the a, likely choosing one I, I, would, I would say that's there's there's some there's some legs on that it just 
I just can't I, – I don't personally see that team being that much more successful with Drew Brees at the helm next season. That's not what Drew Brees is going to think, and that's not what, yes. yeah, and that's not that's what the fair. courts are going to think. They're going to say, we have a chance to get Drew Brees. We know we're not – because we made the playoffs, we know we're not in a position to get one of these guys. We need another bridge – until we yeah, can get, yeah. you know, until that's, we're that's stuck with the draft pick or whatever. Yeah. Drew Brees, we yeah. can get Drew Brees. Maybe you maybe get him at $20 million. That, I, can, I can see Guarantee that. Guarantee it all. I can see no, that. You bring that, him in for a season. And that team is in. And that's what I'm saying. Like, But that's not the only team, though, that you that nah. is, is in that spot. Look at, nah. look at uh, the Raiders. Think about if the Raiders were willing to move on from uh, – I'm not again. I'm I'm not saying as structured. I'm saying they have no. decent receivers. They have a good run game. Kind of perfect they, landing they, spot, they, like you know Denver was, or like you're in the- no, no, no. And I, and I and I'm not even necessarily saying it's going to be perfect. But again, how how often is it like the Peyton Manning thing is not the it's Correct. not the rule. It's yeah. more or less the exception. The yes. chance of it happening for anybody is is slim to nil. So my my thing being. You have to take it from the position of these conversations are going to be had mm-hmm. by an organization that says, look at our team, look where we are, look at how we're structured. We think if we bring you over, and we've already been in talks with Alan Robinson's right. people or Chris Godwin's people, and we're pretty confident we can get one of these you know, great receivers over here to pair up with Zach Pascal or T.Y. Hilton or whoever, you know. Whoever no, they have, right. whoever they're willing to we were just talking about at the beginning of the conversation, and, the Rams. Oh, he would be, Not he that would, I think that would, really would necessarily be, well be Rams a great him. marriage. They, <laughs> that would, that would, that would now, that right Yeah, there, he would do really yeah. excellent out yeah, there. Yeah, he to, if he went to the Rams. But again, there's, there's another yeah, team. Yeah, that Rams team yeah, would it, be a whole, like, it, 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 yeah, I could see that. The Cowboys. And then there's also the yeah. Cowboys out there as far as, you know, they they could. Yeah, I could see it. And, yeah. and he is a Texas guy. I can see so it. I can see it, man. You, know, see it. You, you sold me, man. I mean, it, you sold me. You sold me. You sold me. There we go. I'll give you this. There we go. You sold me on it. You sold me But you made a very compelling <laughs> Speaking of. Thank yeah. you. Like I say, I'm still not changing my opinion. But you, you gave me a lot to consider. <laughs> That's fair. You, you need to be in Congress, sir. <laughs> okay. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> way too many shitty things. Um, it's only two games. Who wins in? Who comes out of the AFC? Probably the Chiefs. Again, I gave my scenarios. If it's if it's Mahomes, definitely KC. Buffalo if it's Henny and Hilaire, KC. No matter who plays. If it's Henny and not Hilaire, I'll go Buffalo. No matter what. I don't even if even if it's Mahomes, Hilaire, they all come through. I think Buffalo's going to take it. Now, now the matchup, the matchup of matchups is Sean McDermott versus Andy Reid. That would greatly surprise me. That is going to be an intriguing because they know each other, but they know each other, right? They come. They, I believe that McDermott was on his coaching staff at some point, so you, they know McDermott knows Andy, and this is the test where you, you know, you see your feeling. It was. It's. It's almost like Tom Coughlin 
and Bill Belichick because Tom Coughlin and Belichick was on the same coaching staff at one point. Coughlin was offense and 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 Belichick was defense. And it's it's gonna be yep. really intrigued. That's one of the outside of just the, the the 22 men that line up on the field for every snap, that coaching battle right there is going to be the biggest one because they are so familiar with each other. Out of the NFC, man, I, I want to take Green Bay. I really do. I really want to take Oh, Green of course. Bay. But I think yeah, Tampa I'm taking Bay's Green Bay for home, sure. Their home Super Bowl. And I don't, and I don't, and let me tell you something. Let me tell you. I have been doubting God, the Tampa like, Bay Buccaneers I, I, I said this all season long. I haven't given any credit to what they were doing. I thought they were going to fizzle. I didn't think that they were going to make it past the second round. I didn't. I didn't remember. I thought that the Washington football team was going to beat them. Yeah, we picked Washington over them. Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't but know that every time Tyler. I kind of key and, and no running game. They, they and look foolish. All those things, but and uh, trust me, yeah. it's going to be like the Jets. The one, the one week yeah. that I said, you know what, screw the Jets, I'm not picking them. They go out and they win, right? Because I picked the Jets plenty of times and they just screwed me. So. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you the one reason why it could be what you're describing because nothing would be more. This is an extension. And I'll, I'll call it 2020, even though we're in Groundhog, Groundhog although Day. I still don't think this, that's this true. Over and like over and over. Actually, <laughs> like December you know, 56th or whatever it is. <laughs> nothing will be more depressing and more of a <laughs> giant just fuck you to me than having to see Tom Brady. Unless he has a stroke on the football. sideline. Just go. But you know what, though? Just fucking. Unfortunately, unfortunately, oh, if it did become the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like somehow Bills, I really think that the referee has the horse, have the horses to beat. <laughs> well, I mean, I get it, I get it, but you know, I really think I don't that give a Tampa shit. Bay I don't want to see either of those teams succeed. Beat the Packers. <laughs> I, I hate saying it. I hate it. I'm going. I'm. Yep. Right. I am. I. So he's he's going road dogs in both of them. Nah. No, I don't. What's is, do you do you have any idea where the spread? I can, I, I can get a few right now. It'll literally take me a matter of seconds. I'm, I'm just curious what they're what the spread. I mean, usually for playoffs, it's and not, honestly, you know, I would, so you know much of a thing. I'm just curious. You know, based Green, on the fact that you're going both Green Bay's dogs, got my, know, which, minus three, so they've really just. And I and I believe okay. that how Tampa Bay beat the Saints. Yeah, basically just home field. Put them at us at a smaller disadvantage in terms of what the spread is, because of how they beat them. Remember, this is the team that I get all of that. I do. What Drew Brees? No, 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 no. Couldn't no. breathe and, Brees, and his arm Brees, fell off. They don't play defense. I get that, the offense. That's how they part. beat them. I mean, they put up twenty so, points. Valiant, but 
the same team that couldn't score three points against that defense came out and scored 30 on them. Now, remember – I do want to point out something real quick. I think I got cut off because uh, it dropped me briefly. But um, a significant metric on the uh, spread here, while the spread is minus three – the money line is significantly different. Green Bay is minus 170 and Tampa Bay is plus 150. So right there, you have a heavy lean towards Green Bay. Just wanted to put that out there. So, okay. So let's take, let's, well, I guess we're going to put a pin in that because I don't know anything about money lines. So real quick. Money line just picking the winner. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Like if you put a hundred dollars up. So basically in order to win like a hundred dollars, you would need to bet like a hundred and seven. So you have to bet more to win less with Green Bay and less to win more with Tampa Bay. So basically they're saying Green Bay's favorite. And it's got it. Got it. And not even that, just another another fun fact. Green Bay are five and five five and one against the spread in their last six home playoff games. Yeah, we are. We'll hang up. Who wins in who comes out of the AFC? Probably the Chiefs. Again, I gave my scenarios. If it's if it's Mahomes, definitely KC. Buffalo if it's Henny and Hilaire, KC. No matter who plays. If it's Henny and not Hilaire, I'll go Buffalo. No matter what. I don't even if even if it's Mahomes, Hilaire, they all come through. I think Buffalo's going to take it. Now, now the matchup, the matchup of matchups is Sean McDermott versus Andy Reid. That would greatly surprise me. That is going to be an intriguing because they know each other, but they know each other, right? They come. They, I believe that McDermott was on his coaching yeah, staff at some Andy point, Reed so you, they know McDermott knows yeah. Andy, and this is the yeah, test match was his, where you, you know, uh, you see your D line. It was. It's. It's almost like Tom Coughlin and Bill Belichick because Tom Coughlin and Belichick was on the same coaching staff at one point. Coughlin was offense and 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 Belichick was defense and it's it's going to be yep. really intrigued. That's one of the outside of just the 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 twenty two men that line up on the field for every snap. That coaching battle right there is going to be the biggest one because they are so familiar with each other. Out of the NFC, man, I I want to take Green Bay. I really do. I really want to take. Oh, Green of course. Bay. But I think yeah, Tampa I'm taking Green Bay for home, sure. They're a home Super Bowl. And I don't. And I don't. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you. I have been doubting. God, the Tampa like, Bay I, I, I said this all chat. season long. I haven't given any credit to what they were doing. I thought they were going to fizzle. I didn't think that they were going to make it past the second round. I didn't. I didn't remember. I thought that the Washington football team was going to beat them. Yeah, we picked Washington over them. Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't but know that every time Tyler Heineke and, and no running game they, they and look foolish. All those things, but and uh, trust me, yeah. it's going to be like the Jets. The one, the one week yeah. that I said, you know what, screw the Jets, I'm not picking them. They go out and they win. Right. Because I picked the Jets plenty of times and they just screwed me. So, I mean, listen, I'll tell you the one reason why it could be what you're describing because 
nothing would be more. This is an extension. And I'll, I'll call it 2020, even though we're in 2021. Groundhog, Groundhog Although I still don't think this, that's this true. Over I feel like over we're over. actually in like <laughs> December, you know, 56th or whatever it is. Nothing will be more depressing and more of a giant <laughs> just fuck you to me than having to see Tom Brady for Unless Buffalo he has a Bills stroke on the sideline. Just go. But you know what, though? Just fucking. Unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, if it did become the Tampa God Bay Buccaneers, like somehow Bills, Jack, I really think that the referee has the horse, had the horses to beat. <laughs> well, I mean, I get it. I get it, but. You know, I really think I don't give a shit. I don't want to see either of those teams succeed. Beat the Packers. I I hate saying it. I hate it. I'm going. I'm. Yep. I am. I. He's he's going road dogs in both of them. No, I don't. What's. Is, do you do you have any idea where the spread is? I can get a few right now. It'll literally take me a matter of seconds. I'm, I'm just curious what they're what the spreads. I mean, usually for playoffs, it's and not honestly, you know, would, so you know much of a thing. I'm just curious, you know, get, based Green, on the fact that you're going both. Green Bay's got you know, my, minus three, so they've really just. And I and I believe okay. that how Tampa Bay beat the Saints, yeah, basically just home field, put them at us at a smaller disadvantage in terms of what the spread is because of how they beat them. Remember, this is the team that. I get all of that. I do. What? Drew Brees? No, is, no, no, no. Couldn't no. breathe and, Brees, and his arm fell off? They don't play defense. I but get that, the offense. That's how they beat them. I mean, they put up 20 yeah. points. So, Valiant. But the same team that couldn't score three points against that defense came out and scored 30 on them. Now, remember. We, I do want to know, point out something real quick. I think I got cut off because uh, it dropped me briefly. But um, a significant metric on the uh, spread here the spread right now is currently sitting at uh minus three for green bay so they really just have the home field advantage however consequently the money line is uh, a little bit more telling um it's minus 170 for uh green bay and plus 150 for tampa so i'd say there's a significant lean towards uh green bay where 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 a pick is is considered um Obviously, things change a little bit with the spread, but the uh, Packers are five, uh, five and one in their last uh, six home playoff games against the spread. So there's a there's a real. I mean, one if you're going to put money on it, um, you know, taking uh, Green Bay seems to be the safer bet. And two, it does seem like the uh, the sharps in Vegas and whatever part of New Jersey they crawl out of have uh, <laughs> have chosen have chosen the Packers as well. But we'll see. It should be a good game. Listen, yeah, nothing, I mean, be nothing. I think the bigger Super Bowl would be uh, Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers. Oh, you're going out um, on that one? <laughs> no, I mean, the bigger the bigger Super Bowl would be Mahomes and Rodgers. I mean, everybody wants to see yeah. the best, the oh, two for sure. best, probably the two saying. best that's arms in football. On there, Kevin. You think everybody everybody wants to see the two Brady and Allen? The two best arms in football going at it. Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Tyron Matthew. Oh yeah, um, I mean that's that's a the that's Smith a brothers. Fun. It's it would be a it would be a Super Bowl that people have been waiting to see for at least since Patrick Mahomes came into the to the into the league. 
And of course, you know, when Tom Brady was at the top of his game, everybody wanted to see Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. But now they see that they're a little bit older now. But, you know, you get to see Tom Brady versus uh, uh, Drew Brees, although it wasn't the greatest, greatest of greatest quarterback play. And then you turn around and you get to see Tom Brady and 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 Aaron Rodgers. No, the Josh NFL Allen. definitely made out like bandits this year on on getting to get their quarterback matchups they wanted. They definitely got they that. Phase. They did. I mean, and Josh Allen right now is the hottest quarterback to watch, and you get to see him against Patrick Mahomes, and you get to see the Buffalo's defense, which has been improving every year since McDermott has become the head coach, go up against probably one of the highest octane offenses in the AFC or if not the NFL with Kansas city. Um, now, speaking of high octane offenses, the question becomes because the Baltimore Ravens, I'm going to circle back to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, like I said, I would, you got a high octane quarterback in Lamar Jackson and he just can't, when it comes to the playoffs, he can't get it done. Now, He's only been in two playoffs, playoff series, you know, one last year, one this year. Um, no, he was in the playoffs his, his rookie season too, was he not? Uh, my, que- my question is, can a running quarterback, because the last running quarterback to win a Super Bowl was Steve Young. He wasn't a legit running quarterback. Can a running quarterback – in this age, in this throwing age, either A, win the big game in terms of win the win the, the big playoff match, or can they win a Super Bowl? The answer is yes, and I'll, I'll, I'll disagree with the premise slightly because I think a lot of people would say Russell Wilson is a running quarterback. Well... Uh, is he? I, I think I I would I would call I just want to say I would call Russell Wilson a complete quarterback. I would call him a complete that, quarterback also, but I'm saying if the the so that's what that's what I was going to ask about. Well, yeah, I guess with, with Kevin before, right, with the 500 right. yard scrambling. Right, right, right. So that's what I'm saying. Like if you're if you're classifying someone as a running quarterback as someone who can run, then yes. If you're I guess Russell it as Wilson, someone yeah, who can't you know throw what? and can run, then yeah, no. Yeah, I guess as a I guess when. Um, when Russ won his Super Bowl, he was considered a running quarterback. He was. And I just got to well, go- I mean, I still think he was a complete quarterback at that time even. But, yes, I agree with that. I think that, you know, um, I got to look at his numbers and see how many yards he ran for. But I do remember. Man, that I they already kinda, got them up. I, I do remember that <laughs> I mean, kind of But to that same end, I would say Mahomes is a running place. quarterback. Nah, Mahomes not a running quarterback. He's but, a scrambling. He, he's a scrambler. No, he's he's a running quarterback. If again, your definition is is the quarterback able to be a successfully running quarterback? If your if your question is can a quarterback win or get to the Super Bowl if all they can do is run and they are deficient as a passer, i.e., Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, uh, Michael Vick, um, you know, for the majority of his career. Um, well, Cam got to the you Super Bowl. Know, some of those guys, he just you know, couldn't like, run. He just couldn't run. I mean, he just couldn't actually, win. Actually, Russell Wilson rushed for 513 yards this season. So he just he's a running, he's a running quarterback. 
So what? yes and no. I mean, he's he's inconsistent at best, but yeah, he's got more seasons over 500 yards than he doesn't. So right, I guess right. I would. But that's what I'm saying. So like, if if that's going to be your classification, then yes, the answer is by far and away yes, because there's a bunch of quarterbacks who are quote unquote running quarterbacks who just also are great quarterbacks, and running is just part of their game. Do you only have that one season of that? What's that? Does it only have to be one season of 500 yards rushing? I mean, here's the thing. You don't have to consistently have – you don't have to consistently have 500 yards rushing every single season. Just the fact that you actually have that type of season says that you are a running quarterback. That's what you do. And when I look at uh, Russ – Russ playing off it to rushing. Okay, so Russ is rushing yards. He's a running quarterback. 2017, he had 586 yards. Nice. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a running quarterback. It's not his number one skill by any means because he's a he's maybe the most talented passer in the league. Okay. Has been consistently for his career. Okay. But at the same time, if he needed to, he could run all, all, every bit as much as you know, anyone not named Lamar Jackson, probably. Got you. You know what I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to find some bunk quarterback who's got a single season of 500 yards. So I can <laughs> completely <laughs> debase the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, someone out there like a uh... me and me and Pro Football Reference are like fans yeah, because you quarterbacks. Know what? When I look at when I look at Russ in 2014, he had almost 900 yards of rushing. I mean, he has 45. Yeah. He has 4,500 yards of rushing. And he's only been in the league eight years. Okay. So, so what, is, what is what is Aaron Rodgers' average rushing? I'm just curious. Aaron Rodgers. Let me look that up right now. Aaron Rodgers. Because I mean, he's he's got the ability to do it. Yes. He and in the beginning, in the beginning, he definitely was doing it. Because I remember yeah, I mean, he was he's, running he's on, on a now. regular. So Aaron Rodgers right now, nah, he's at thirty two seventy one. Okay. So his so highest, I mean, his highest was three fifty six. But again, that I think just highest. on if you just if you look at what he does with the ball in his hands when he runs, see, I think he one hundred percent could be that. He just doesn't need to be that. I think the rushing quarterback would be the guy that takes the bootlegs and takes the RPOs and takes the the instead well, of scrambling to run, you're calling you're you're calling plays for a Cam Newton just to run the football. I don't think that you're now they did that for Russ because when he came in, that's what he did. I just but don't I don't think there's many quarterbacks that that's going to be the case for because a quarterback's job is to throw the ball. That is correct. That is correct. And like, so even if it's a skill, even if it's a talent, even if it's a a part of their game that makes them special and, and dynamic and and you know all of those things, it's still never going to be the thing that is going to be you know again Patrick Mahomes is athletic enough and not notwithstanding the injuries you know he had in the last two games right but I, but you know as far as body of work Patrick Mahomes has shown. He is a dynamic enough runner. He might be as dynamic a runner or very close to it as even Lamar Jackson. The difference is it doesn't help us as a team to call 20 plays a game where we're exposing him to those hits as a runner where we can get 
the same yardage or better and protect him by having him pass the ball. Like Absolutely. that's just, that's that scheme and strategy as opposed to, well, we've got to run Lamar Jackson because he doesn't have the arm to be a consistent winning quarterback, just throwing the ball. Like that's, that's the, you know, that's the difference. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, I mean, again, so if your, your, your argument or your question is, can a running only quarterback, meaning someone who is passing deficient and running first win the Super Bowl? Probably not, because that's an offense that probably can't get to the Super Bowl. Now, why can't a running, even though, let's say you pass for, you're passing for two and a quarter, 210, two and a quarter, you're averaging 100, let's say 80 to 90 yards rushing a game, let's just say as a quarterback. So that yeah. means that you're getting chunk plays. You're not rushing like a... Like yeah, but a, a lot regular... of times those chunk plays are coming on a second and 20, and they're scrambling for 15. That's great. You got 15 yards. Yes. You're still now third and five. Yes. And scrambling for five yards on a first down is a lot harder than scrambling for 15 in a man coverage where they're giving you that 20-yard cushion. Yes. Like that's that's where that comes from. But It's the same thing as what I talked about with Justin Herbert earlier this year. As far as passing, if you look at his numbers, he racked up massive numbers. But he was behind. because they were playing so far from behind, right. and teams were giving them prevent defense. Right. You know, like that. So you know, it's just it's not a fair comparison to say, you know, someone who is you know within a touchdown of every game, what they're going to do. Like, yeah, they're they're not throwing it for that fifty-yard bomb because they're not getting that fifty-yard cushion because they don't care as long as you don't get 70 yards into the end zone. Right. Like that's, you know, so I mean like that's, you know, it's, it's just not an apples to apples. I want to say real quick that I think that. Who'd you want to uh, <laughs> Oh, no, that's actually contrary to what I was going to say. What I was going to say is I think that Kevin's arbitrary metric of 500 is actually like right on the nose. I have yet to go back and I've gone back 22 years so far to 2000, like to Dante Culpepper and what have you. Mm-hmm. And there aren't any quarterback that you can find with 500 yards or more rushing. You're talking like uh, Vince Young, uh, Cam yeah. Newton, Dante Culpepper, Michael Vick. Um, there's, there's like, there's nobody in, in, and I, I'm telling you, like I'm literally going year by year and looking at every single quarterback. And uh, there's, there's nobody that you wouldn't consider to be a rushing quarterback. And they don't. With five, Tim, yep. Tim Tebow, yep. like 500 or yep. more yards. Like we're talking, yep. it's it's a fair metric. I mean, I, I, I hate admitting that either of you are ever right. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, because when you look at a rushing quarterback, when you look at a scrambling quarterback, them getting two or 300 yards could mean a few things. One, yeah, they may they may call a bootleg here or there for them because they are pretty quick and can get around to the edge. Two, they're scrambling because their offensive line is just poor and they have to run for their life and nobody's really getting open, so they're trying to make a play. So they'll get two to 300 yards and maybe even going into the 400 sometimes every now and then because they're just scrambling to, get, to make a play. But when you have a quarterback that's running for 500 yards, there are running backs that do that, and they are a, you know, they may be a, a number two running back, 
But there are running right. backs that come out there and rush for 550 yards, and it's a it's an okay season for them, right? Yeah. So if no, a like quarterback, said, if a quarterback has to come out there and rush for 500, 600, 700, 800 yards, they're mm-hmm. more. They have now become a running back that can throw, not a quarterback that can run. Right. I do right. want to do one thing though. I do want to give Alex Smith honorable mention. Okay. Even though he hasn't hit 500, let's say what 499, 498, 498, and not for nothing. And this isn't this isn't like to sound like a jerk because of what happened to him. But I'm saying, for a guy who has seen like some serious, you know, trauma to those legs, sure. he deserves the title. Right. Know? Oh, sure. <laughs> and Alex Smith would be a perfect example. I would say like he is, he he is a quote unquote running quarterback because I mean we're talking two yards, so who cares. But like at the same time, it was never his. It was never his style to be a runner first right. and a passer second. Right. You know what I mean? So like, right. you know, that's where I think that there's a difference. But again, I don't think there's ever been like. I mean, when you go back to you know when football was a different game and they just ran it all the time. But I mean, like in, in the modern era of football, I don't think there's ever been a run first quarterback that has had any kind of long-term success. They had You know, any of the no. – the Michael Vicks, the – you know, that kind of thing. And even Michael Vick, you know, as, as much as I was never a fan, you know, he, he developed into a decent passer at the end of his career. At the beginning of his career, he was a pretty terrible passer, but was a dynamic runner, you know. And, you know, that was, you know, a very different – Kind of a thing. See, the time. thing is, is that when he really locked in and wanted to throw the football, he could throw that thing fifty yards down the field on a rope, and it would hit you oh, square yeah, in the chest. Was, yeah. It would hit you square no- in the chest when he was focused on throwing the football. Oh yeah, no, no. no. I'm saying, like, like he had he had all the arm talent in the world. He had zero brain. Right. Like it. Like it was the the thing I always used to throw into you know people's faces. Me and Aaron. This is one of the first arguments that me and Aaron ever had in the history of our entire friendship was when I started working for him, you know, at Comcast years ago was, you know, about Michael Vick and, and the fact that they said that both in college and when he came to the pros, they gave him only half field reads. Right. Half of the fields yes. that in every that is route fact. That, that was there was, was complete dis- just just made up disguise Fact. for the defense, Fact. not anything that Vic was looking at. Fact. So, Absolute you know, Fact. that's not a quarterback. That's a fact. You know, that's, right. I mean, that's, that's not a quarterback. That's, that's, that's a guy who can run much better than everybody else on the field who also has a cannon for an arm that can win in college for sure because you're just a better athlete than everybody else. And even when it got to the pros, he was such a better athlete than everybody else. It was successful for a time. It only took so long for good defenses and good coordinators to figure that out yeah. and to be able to make them look very uh, ordinary at yeah. times. And um, that's what happened with Randall. Randall could only throw less, but yeah, Randall could only throw to the sidelines. He he could only throw the rail. He could only throw. You know, we're just we're just making Eagles battle over the place. He, he, there 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 wasn't. He couldn't throw. Down the middle of the field, he couldn't do it at all. And I swear, birds, it's not intentional that we're doing this. To you. <laughs> That's you know, Cam. Cam couldn't throw to his right. He still can't throw to his right. What right-handed quarterback do you know can't throw to his right? 
Cam Newton's a really weird. That is situation. the weirdest thing I've ever, I've ever seen in my life. He, he does, but at the same time, he had one season that you looked, you said this guy is is the next breed of what is going to be every quarterback in the league because he's so good. And that, that was both good at passing the ball and at running the ball. Um, it just he, it wasn't sustainable, and it was, I think a lot of brilliant scheming on, on a coaching staff that, you know, really figured out they, almost in the same way as like the Dolphins did with the Wildcat. Like they figured out like, look, we have a really unique thing that we can roll yep. out here and nobody has for it for a season. And we can, we can just blow the doors off the league with it. with, with this one And season. they did. And I never forget it. Right. I, and, and, I will and, never forget that season. I'll never forget that season. Yeah, he had one he good played, season, 2015. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, he was legitimately an MVP that season. There's no question. But like, That's his only good season. But it was, yeah, but it was due in part. But I mean, like, it was due in, how often is that it was in, the, in the history of the NFL, how often can you point to a guy who has one MVP-level season and really every other season pretty much mediocre to bad? I mean, he hasn't played as long, but, like, for instance, like – I guess, you know. Carson Wentz's season. Yeah. He had that one 2017 season. And yeah. after that. He didn't win MVP. Though, no, did he? but he had a. That, okay. I was like, he didn't actually that win. That 2017 right? season, had he been healthy the whole season, Brady wouldn't have gotten that MVP, period, hands down. And I will admit it That's right true. here. I can sure. sit back and go, well, Tom Brady won it anyway. But guess what? Had he played all 16 yeah, games, true. he would have been the runaway for the MVP. Now, would they have gone to the Super Bowl? Yeah. I don't know. But I guarantee you this, I can put money on the fact that he would have been the Super Bowl. I mean, he would have been the MVP. Yeah, that's probably true. After 2017? But, yeah, you know what I'm saying? it's very rare. It's very rare that you see that kind of thing. You see one season that's just magical from a guy, and everything else is just – It just – it just – he just – Borderline. He just mediocre. kept going downhill from there. It just – he hit his peak. They exposed him in the Super Bowl, and at Denver, it totally exposed him in the Super Bowl. It was just mm-hmm. bad to the point where he – I know he just wanted to crawl into a hole and die because he looked so bad. But after that yeah. – Nah, he didn't want to – he wouldn't have thrown himself out of his hands and knees. You saw the way he left that fumble on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and it, I knew – as soon as you, you painted that picture, I knew Matt was like – just reeling yep. back, waiting to knock. Yep. <laughs> and it's just, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I personally don't think that an athlete that cannot throw the football as a quarterback, I don't think that they can go and lead a team to the, they can lead a team to the playoffs, but they can't win those big games when those defenses are faster. They are better, yeah. Because when you get to the playoffs, you're not you're not playing the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. You're not playing the New York Jets defense. You're, you're not playing those defenses. You're playing defenses that, you know, when it comes down to it, they're built to win a championship. They're they're not they're not like, they're, that's not what they're they're not here to play games. And so Deshaun Watson is a Deshaun Watson is a running quarterback. He absolutely is probably close to as dynamic, if not as dynamic, as Lamar Jackson. 
The difference is he's never going to have the running numbers that Lamar Jackson does because he is also an incredibly gifted passer. He is. He had almost a thousand yards rushing one season. He did. Yeah, that's. But I'm, I'm saying like, like, he's, uh, he's not going to consistently put up those same kind of numbers like Lamar is because that's Lamar's first option, not his second option. So can Lamar Jackson, as constructed today, let's say he gets to become a mediocre passer, a little bit better than what he is right now. Can he? He's about the borderline. Yes, he's he's about the board because I think he's shown at times that he has some passing ability. Um, so does uh, even even good to great passing so ability. Do. It's just inconsistent, and for him, it's also he just seems to have that thing that a lot of quarterbacks have that he just is not good in the playoffs. Well, you could say that's nerves. You could say that's because the teams get better. Whatever you want, but I mean, like that was the bug on Peyton Manning for a long time. I don't think it was because Peyton Manning wasn't as good as Peyton Manning ever was. I think it was just bad luck, you know? So I'm, I'm willing to say for Lamar Jackson, for the benefit of the doubt that it might just be bad luck at this yeah. stage. Cause you could see a performance like what he did the week before and say, no, this, this guy is for real. This guy absolutely is an elite level quarterback. And then he came out in the next game and he looked like the usual Lamar Jackson, in the playoffs. Is, is it is it nerves? Is it the game's, you know, is it too big a moment for him and he doesn't know how to handle that? I don't know. You know, it's it's hard to say. He just, I don't know. It's, even if he comes slightly, if he, if he becomes slightly better, a slightly better passer, because at times Michael Vick could throw for 315 yards. Randall Cunningham could throw for 400 yards. Uh, uh, Cam Newton threw for 350 this year. One time. Yeah, I, also, I also would make the argument. And yeah, I also would make the argument for Lamar Jackson. He's never had an elite level wide receiver. Like, not, I'm not even talking like a top five guy. I'm talking like he's never had a true, honest number one guy. Brown is a very good number two. Okay. And, and that's that's the best he's ever had. But it's not like he's throwing to him anyway. He's not throwing to him. That's not his first option. No, but I mean, like you know, people said the same thing about Josh Allen, and I was one of them. You know, Josh Allen looks like a very different quarterback when you give him a true number this one is, wide receiver. This, and Stephon This is Day. true. I will give you that. That yeah. is true. Which, like, God, if you're Baltimore, how do you look at that trade and not go, how are we that stupid that we didn't make that trade? Right. <laughs> right. right. Like, I mean, how, how, how do you look at that right now and not be like, this GM needs to be fired because that was a no-brainer. Ozzy would have pulled that trade. But he didn't. I mean, like, he was out there. Stephon Diggs was out no, there. Buffalo Ozzie, was the only Ozzie one willing to give him. On Buffalo at that point. If Ozzy was on that team, yeah, well, Baltimore. Baltimore. If Ozzy was on that team, he'd have pulled that trade. He'd have got him. Oh, are you saying right. it was Ozzy? Right? Ozzy left. Okay. He's, pulling, he's pulling that. Yeah, yeah. I'm he's not pulling that trade. trade. Yeah. He's pulling yeah. that deal. That's what he – that's – but they. But he got – he left – he had supposedly left Baltimore in great hands – and his his understudy yeah. was supposed to be as good as he was. Well, and listen, they've made they've still made good moves. I'm just saying, like when you just look at these, like you know, apples to apples comparisons like that. You know, when you say, like, man, you you gave Josh Allen a legitimate number one wide receiver in Stephon Diggs, and look at how good he has been. If you gave Lamar Jackson that, you know, and I think they will. I think that you're going to see them go out and spend the money on Robinson this year or someone like that. Um, the problem is, I don't know if Robinson is honestly as good as no, Stephon Diggs. He is absolutely um, not. 
but but I mean, I, I don't even know. If no, this, definitely not. I don't even know if he's as good as Stefan Diggs was a year ago. You know, because like ignore the season Stefan Diggs had this year, just based on what he did in in Minnesota. I always thought Stefan Diggs was an underrated wide receiver because I felt like he's making guys that are hot garbage, you know, look like good mm-hmm. quarterbacks. And apart from him being a knucklehead off the field for some of the stuff in Minnesota, like he was a he was a very very good to elite wide receiver. Watch them go out. Watch. I, listen, I, listen. About Robinson. I feel like Robinson is another guy. Like like <laughs> Miami's being talked about. For listen, a lot. I don't. I don't want tell you. Gonna, I'm gonna tell you who they're gonna go get. I'm, I'm, yep, I'm gonna tell you exactly who they're going to go get. Because they really think that AJ is that number one. I put, I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they go out and they get Juju. Oh, Why wouldn't that. they? First, I think there's too much bad blood. No. See, when you're a free agent and your team doesn't want you anymore, the bad blood goes out the window. It does. No, no, oh, that's does. that's not. It I mean, does. You don't. You don't. You don't. Uh, you know, Heinz Ward and Joey no, Porter no, no, no. and, and listen, you know those listen, guys. Listen, remember, because remember the bad blood. Now I, I keep bringing up my team, but Harrison. It's different. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore no, is a different animal listen, than anything. I like. get that. I get that. But. Pittsburgh's Achilles heel was the New England Patriots. They hated the Patriots. They swore that the Patriots were cheating. Yada, yada, yada. And Not James, they were. And they were James Harrison went right over there, and the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't want to talk to him, but he did not Yeah, care. again, that's, that's, that is night and day difference between it Baltimore is, and Pittsburgh. But if a team, like that, that, if a team doesn't want you, right, if the team don't want you, and there's a team that says, we'll come take you in, and it just so happens to be in their division, all that bad blood goes out the window. It happens all the time. Because, it, it, look, remember, Green Bay and Minnesota, Brett Favre, Green Bay didn't want him. Where did he go? Now, I know he went to the Jets, okay? But when he wanted to play again, Green Bay didn't want him. Where did he go? He went to Minnesota. Right, again, I'm not, I'm not saying you have this happen at times i'm saying this is a different thing when you're talking about baltimore and pittsburgh and and specifically some of the guys involved in that baltimore pittsburgh rivalry i mean no it's, and it's division it's it's just it's just a See, different this is a different matter. animal like like when you're a free agent i mean it doesn't matter when you're talking free agents but i'm saying i don't oh, think yeah, i don't think baltimore free. is going to place the value on juju and I don't think Juju is going to want to go to Baltimore. I, I like, am I, is it impossible that they could happen? No, but it, I don't. I don't see that marriage happening more so than than, than Robinson or see, Corey Davis up. or see uh, see straight you know. up. If if Pittsburgh was like, okay, we want to keep you, and Juju said no to Pittsburgh and went to Baltimore, then I could see what you're saying. But the second that your team that you really want to be with says, nah, I'm good, they turn around and they're going to go to, look, half of New England, we said no. We said no to, um, we said no to Roberts and we said again, no to, and we hate Miami. And where did they go? They slid but right here's the to thing, Miami. You got you to understand, New England, New England is such a different 
thing. First of all, New England was all mercenaries the whole time anyway. Uh, all, people were coming and going out of New England because they were going there for one reason, to get a chance to win a ring with arguably best quarterback that was around. Like, that was it. There was no loyalty to Belichick. There was no loyalty to New England. There was no love of playing in Foxborough fucking Massachusetts. Like, like th that's, that's not the same thing. Juju Smith-Schuster is a homegrown guy in that area. He's, he's ingratiated in that area. He's lived this rivalry since he's been in the league. Baltimore has taken cheap shots on him and tried to put him out of the game. Like, that's a difference. It's a difference, but everybody knows that money changes, money changes a, lot a lot of lives. Of I mean, and it, it does. Turn, and, and I mean, if I when you – when you're Highly when you're from the standpoint of you know this is my this is my hometown I want to be here this is where I want to be and the team says mm, no you're not in my plans now you're like oh well since I'm free and I can do what I want then I'm out and they and and they no I got that I'm not I saying it's one way I'm saying you're saying I understand what you're saying because the Baltimore the the NFC the AFC North especially when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Baltimore Ravens. Not so much Cleveland. I mean, honestly, even Baltimore and Pittsburgh more so than any of the other ones. I know the other ones are big rivalries too, but but Baltimore Pittsburgh is it's just nasty. It's, a, it's nasty. It, like it is a it different is. animal in the last. I don't know it ten is. years. Like it's been a consistent, just every single game between them, no matter how good or bad any of the teams are. It's always a it nasty is. game. It's. Always Heinz Ward yes. taking a cheap shot, or you know, it's it's. I mean, it's it's. Just, there's always some of it that is. in that game. I mean, that there's just no way around that. And Juju's been a major part of but that. Recently. When you when you stray, because remember, AB wanted to go to Baltimore. Baltimore just didn't right, want again, him. AB is a, no. a mercenary. AB got drafted by by <laughs> by Pittsburgh. He was Pittsburgh. No, but, but he, he had a horrible divorce in Pittsburgh and played for that's, four other teams between the, there. That's the point like he, I'm trying he, to make to you, the point I'm trying to make. Am I telling you Juju Smith-Schuster will never end up on Baltimore? No, I'm saying not this free uh, That's agency. what I'm trying to say to you. A.B. Left, left Pittsburgh on bad terms, okay? He left Pittsburgh on bad terms, and then the first place he went to was New England. And when he left New England, when he was trying to come back, Oh, he went to who? Okay. Yes, he went to Oakland. I remember. <laughs> there was I remember, an entire. Right. It was like his foot was frozen in the cryo machine. Yes, I remember. Right. Yes, okay. I, come on. I, my, the only reason why New England had a shot at him because was because his foot was frozen. He, you know, he had the big foot. <laughs> and then the, <laughs> and the helmet. helmet. Yeah, oh, I the, helmet. the helmet. Yes, that's right. God, Jesus Christ. I mean that that was comedy. That was the most comedy in its finest. I watched that with my wife, and my wife was like, "Is this real? Like, are we watching wrestling right now? Is this what's happening?" Like, <laughs> it was the most stupid. It was. It like was. I, I was like, "It's real." I just I can't explain to you how it's real because it does feel like bad WWE writing. Right so I I mean that's my that's my opinion. All right. It may never happen. You know that's my opinion. I'm not saying that it will happen, but hey, it is what it is. Um, I'm looking forward to the AFC and the NFC championship games. Um, yeah, they'll both be. I am. Mahomes plays. Yeah, if it's Penny in yeah, there, I don't. It's. it's, it's I mean, look. 
It'll be a very look, Andy game, Reed, and, and I still yeah. Andy Reid can, can, can still cook up something out. to where Chad Henney yeah, is yeah. is serviceable and can move that 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 offense around the field. He's not Mahomes. I'll just be, I'll just be so mad if Buffalo just fails <sighs> upward into the stupid Super Bowl. <laughs> well, look at it this way. Right God. now they're 0-4 <laughs> in the Super Bowl. They haven't won one yet. It'd be good for them to win one. Well, that's a, like you a know. fan, you know, conversation. He goes, but look at it this way. They could get the Super Bowl and they'll lose. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I don't care. I don't want to see them go to the Super Bowl and lose again. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take like, solace in that. But like I don't like they don't deserve. But to see, you're really, you would be I'm screwed sorry, if they, Tom Brady gets a home Super Bowl game. Yes, and I don't want to see that either. They end up playing like, Buffalo. This is the worst case. The worst case scenario would be he goes into the Super Bowl. He goes and gets a home Super Bowl game. I, we no no one has ever done that before. The cast off, and they play Buffalo, your other hated team. At some point, if Buffalo wins, you hate it because now they finally won the Super Bowl. If they lose, now you got not just Tom Brady winning another Super Bowl, but it's Tom Brady who wins a home Super Bowl. <laughs> right? No, it's it's it, like this can't happen. Like uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to make sure it doesn't happen. So it's it's all moot point anyway. But uh, it can't happen, and if it does, you're going to. Have a very bitter and angry Ben on the show. I know something new and I different. Know. I know, but hey, it could have it could happen. <laughs> right now, it's 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 likely to happen because they're in the AFC. They're both in the AFC, the NFC Championship games, so it's likely to happen. It's a 50-50 shot. So we'll end the show here and tune in next week where where, where we will look at who is going to be in the Super Bowl. Hopefully, comes in. Pretty uh, happy, but if he doesn't, there's nothing I can do about that. And uh, <laughs> we'll also go. We'll probably go through. We'll look like we're going through the coaching carousel. Who does Philly decide that they now want to get as their coach? Is it Josh McDaniels? Is it me? I don't know. Um, I have a voicemail from Howie saying uh, we want to fly you in to Philly. I declined. I don't like Carson Wentz. And uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll look at some off-season things. Maybe we'll look. We'll, we'll we're going to look at um, maybe our teams and things like that, um, and just shoot football, shooting football again, again next week. So for Ben and Matt and me, Kevin, I say so long till next week. Stay safe. Go Pats. I want to thank everyone for joining us on the Pigskin Pandemic Podcast. We are available now on Anchor, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you usually find your favorite podcasts. Please tell your friends, leave us any comments you have about the show, and a five-star rating would be great. You can also find us now on our Facebook page. I want to thank you all for listening, and remember, please wear a mask and stay safe out there.